Welcome back to Appliance 101, where we talk about anything and everything appliance related. I'm Pat Polingo, and with me today is our CEO, Steve Scheinkoff. Today, we're going to talk about laundry and what to consider when choosing to buy online or in-store. If you're new here and just joining us, we highly recommend you start from the beginning, as we'll talk on topics we've discussed throughout the whole series. Let's get started. All right, so let's dive into laundry. There's a few common types mm -hmm. that uh, people can choose from. Yep. There's a conventional top load. Mm -hmm. Why don't we start there? What are the what are what's the pros and cons of a top load washer? Well, top loads have been around forever. If you look at the top, a Whirlpool top load now, it hasn't changed very much from the Whirlpool top load I sold in 1986. They're, um, they're inexpensive compared to a front load or a hybrid. They're, uh, they're typically very easy to repair. They've got decent features, but nothing outstanding. The latest features aren't on the typical top load. Mm -hmm. Then you have different kinds of top loads. You've got you know, your basic Whirlpools, you know, basic Frigidaires and G's, and then you have Speed Queen, which... Um, you know, they have the, they have the, their two models, which is, you know, they, they, they claim that industrial build from their commercial laundry mat equipment. And, uh, they have the agitator tied to it where they, where they promise a real tight agitation, 200 degrees, 60 times a minute, really get your clothes clean, but, uh, your genitals may not do so well in it. And then they have their perfect clean, which is. The, the the motor the motor is uh, not tied to the agitator where the water flows. So so you have that in a top load. It's 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 it is what it is and is what it's always been. The the real innovations happen in the other two categories, specifically hybrid and front load. Front load you have more capacity, less water usage. You have the latest features that I assume we're going to talk about. Um, you have the most cycles. You have steam availability. You have higher RPM speeds, so it's um, so the clothes get drier for less drying time, you know, less wear on your clothes. And then you have the hybrid, which is kind of an interesting combination that we're not sure it works. Um, where they take the agitator out of a top load, make it bigger, and it works um, you know, with water flow that way. And you have a lot of the same features of less water usage, like a front load, with the convenience of a top load, and you have. Wi-Fi that we're going to talk about and some other settings as well. Um, my, the one that I typically will, will suggest is something basic in a top load uh, or, or a front load are uh, probably the two best recommendations. And then when we talk about the prices of each of these, what's the typical price range of a top load washer? Typical price range of a top load washer, it depends now because the, the price has been a little bit um, skewed these days. Figure five fifty for a basic whirlpool up to twelve hundred for a speed queen. Um, if you're looking at a uh, front load seven ninety nine to eighteen ninety nine, depending on the size. Mm -hmm. uh, hybrid tops are typically around the most common ones around a thousand. They go up to about thirteen hundred. And. There's another option to consider is if there's the concept of compact laundry. Yes. So what would be the difference between a 
conventional front load and, and a compact set? Compact laundry is all is all front load. It's compact laundry is twenty four inches wide, twenty four inches deep, thirty five inches tall, which is exactly the same size as a dishwasher. These these come from Europe, so typically Europeans live in tighter spaces. So you could put that in your kitchen because it fits a standard twenty four inch cabinet. It also fits your small closets as well. Um, for that, it's really interesting because it's totally different. It's almost a totally different product than a than a normal um, front load because the um, the compact laundry is all uh, is all based on how you're drying. Actually, most of the compact laundry sold is ventless. So when you look at a tower that's got laundry in it, they don't cut holes, which costs about a grand a hole. You don't get lead certifications that way. Uh, most of it's ventless, which is either heat pump or or uh, condenser dry. That's the way you buy it. They, the best brands there are Miller and Bosch. The best brands in in regular front loads are going to be anything but those two because they don't make them. It's going to be GE, LG, Samsung, Whirlpool, well, Whirlpool's other brand Maytag as well. So totally different compact to to regular front load. And then you touched on it. There's a number of special features that you will hear about. Um, there's a, um, let's go, just, just go down the list. There's a concept of uh, a re reversible door. That's got to be a consideration when you're planning your laundry room or if you're considering a stacked yeah, reversible Reversible doors and where I would start, but it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting feature because only two companies have it. Um, that would be G and Electrolux. So, so if you're, if your washer and dryer are like off center or on, on the other side, it's good to have a, it's, it's good to transfer. You don't have to go over the door, especially if you stack them as well. Really the features that are, that are really most interesting is the ones that they advertise the least. Typically everyone always buys on cycles. You know, it's got like 25 cycles. You know, you know, our parents had three to five cycles mm -hmm. and it seemed to do just fine. So the average front load's got way more cycles than most people use. But the really interesting ones are auto dispensers, especially in a, in a front load. You see them in hybrids as well, because you only need like a cap full of detergent. And most people, you know, fill the whole dispenser. Well, what happens is that extra suds stay in the machine and then eat away at the bearings. And that's one expensive service call. That's a way to, that's a sure way of surefire way of getting service somewhere down the road. So what an auto dispenser does is it, um, projects the right amount of detergent at the right period of time, mm -hmm. which I think is very valuable. And you see them, you know, GE has it, uh, Whirlpool is the first, they have the largest, LG has it in compact, Mila has that as well, they have the 32 load. Um, so I really like auto dispensers just from, you only, you only, they, they give they, they do all the work for you and you won't have a problem later on. Mm -hmm. The other one, which I think is really interesting is, is, is smart. And I think it's really interesting that I like smart and laundry and really kind of ambivalent to not like it in the category because what smart does is lets you track the time. So when you think about where a traditional laundry room is in a house, it's either, you know, upstairs or downstairs, right? So, you know, you go up when you sense that the load is done, mm -hmm. right? And you look at it and you got four minutes and 46 seconds left and you're like, well, you can't go upstairs or downstairs because you have to go right back up again. Mm -hmm. So what it does, it tells you how much time you have. It tells you, it, it'll text you when it's done. 
uh, if you have an auto dispenser, it'll tell you how many loads it has. So it gives you good basic information. You know, there's a there's a story like one of my friend's kids doesn't know how to deal with it because their their laundry mats all tell them when the stuff is done, and so she can't really gauge when she's supposed to actually go and and and, um, and retrieve her laundry. But I, I think smart is 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 a good feature to look into for laundry if it doesn't cost a lot more, which it doesn't typically. Another another popular option has become steam. Yeah. Steam is, uh, you can get it in the washer, you can get it in the dryer, you can get it both in the washer and dryer. What steam does in a washer is it, it, um, it loosens up the stains for better washability. In the dryer, what it does is it, it removes odor. So say you have that jacket and I spilled this coffee on the jacket. Well, let's not say that. Let's say you go to a club. <laughs> Sorry. You get smoky. You get that smoky club smell. Or if you want to do, um, if you want to get a favorite shirt, you put it in the steam, the steam lifts the odors out. Mm-hmm. So that's what it does in the dryer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so there's that hybrid versus front load washer type. Mm-hmm. Um, hybrid kind of sounds like the best of both worlds, but what are the considerations there? for people to consider? Well, it, it just seems to me we've, we've, uh, we're selling hybrids again, finally, after, I mean, it's been out for 15 years. And the original ones, the Calypso and the Oasis, um, they didn't work because they didn't rotate the clothes very well. Like you put a sock in and the sock never gets rotated. And I, I just personally, I, I've never liked the design of what, what made a top loader work was the agitator. The agitator worked, you know, it, 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 it uh, made the clothes go up and down. Mm-hmm. It became more cleanable that way. It just seemed like taking out the agitator on a machine that's driven by an agitator was a, was, was a bad deal. The, the new LGs and Maytag is supposed to have a mechanism that that uh, whereby the clothes get rotated more. We have to test that, to be quite honest with you, because we tested hybrids up until this point. Um, and uh, we need results of that test. But it does seem like... It, it does seem like the best of both worlds, especially that LG and, and, and the Maytag, you know, uh, Maytag has got that extra power button where you can wash, you can throw everything in now and it starts to cold and it warms up. And that's a, that's a, that's a pretty interesting feature because now you don't have to separate your loads anymore. And LG's got Wi-Fi, they've got steam availability. So from a feature standpoint, it's good. We just have to test it to make sure that it actually has got good cleanability, which has always been the weakness of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So let's switch over to drying now. There's sure. a couple of different types yep. of dryers available. There's mm-hmm. the standard. Why don't we just go through them all? Yeah. Typically, if you live in a house, um, you have a uh, a dryer duct. It takes the heat from the dryer and, and it goes outside. That's the way most are. What's really becoming more common, especially in the city, like you've got a closet, say an internal closet or let's say in a building, right? And you can't vent to the outside. What you can do is there's two different types. There's a condenser dryer, which uses a regular heating element, a condenser. What that does is eliminates the moisture, it projects the heat out, mm-hmm. okay? So you can, so it's self-venting. What the new one is, uh, and you see that a lot, uh, Miller has a really excellent one. Their 110 is phenomenal. Um, Bosch's has... Bosch has their 220 out that just came out. What it does is a compressor. It stores the heat. It's a lot more energy efficient, and it doesn't project heat outward. Now, a lot of compressors have been in um, 
um, air conditioner units, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. heat cools, kind of like um, in, in in motels. So it's not new technology; it's new to the dryer. And Europe's had it for a while. I, I really like the heat pump from a from a energy efficiency standard. And again, if you live in a small apartment, that that uh, condenser can can throw off some heat and moisture into your room. So. And then there's one type of uh, laundry product we haven't named yet, but has to be discussed. Is that combination washer dryer all in one unit? Uh, we we get questions about this all the time. Why don't you? It's it's such a popular search term, and we could probably sell a lot of them. But it's it just it's 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 a I don't want to say ticking time bomb. That's too cliche. But here's what happens um, because we are looking at. You know, a lot of companies have newer the newer machines come out there. There was an engineer from Apple that thought he had it figured out. Here's the problem. There's two problems. Uh, the first one's not a big deal. It's a, it's a 110. Now, Mila has theirs, but their washer on a Mila is 1,600 RPM. So it really pre-dries the clothes, and it's a heat pump 110. So, um, so I, I, it, it does a good job that way. But in terms of a combo, you have the 110 dry, so it's it could take up to four hours to dry. And it's not a big deal. When you think about it, when do a lot of people do the laundry? It's at night, so you're asleep anyway. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have to do multiple loads, it can become a big deal. Mm-hmm. But the other part is the washer and dryer are combined. And what happens is, uh, in our testing, is it can't, on the wash cycle, can't move the lint. So what happens is it's kind of like when we discuss auto dispenser, stays in the machine, and over time, what that lint will do will cause the motor to cease. It's just it'll just happen. It's the most service product we've ever sold. So much so that we um, we have disclaimers on on the few that we do sell because it is a good idea. A lot of people use them on boats, pool houses. It, you know, if you have a twenty four inch cabinet and it's the only thing you can get, it, it seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to be buying more than one. You're going to buy one every depending on how you if you use it regularly, one every two to three years. So we're not really advocates of that machine. Yep. Yep. All right. Great. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Okay. So we, this is a question we get asked all the time. Um, people ask us, should we, should I buy online or buy in the store? And what are the considerations there for someone to consider? We do, we do both, but, but, but typically we only do in our area. So um, this really depends. Online, you get really good selection, typically. And it's really hard to know now because, you know, with the availability being what it is, what kind of selection are you getting? You see a lot of products, but what, what can you really buy? Mm-hmm. So from an online, from a shopping standpoint, I think online is excellent. Uh, you can see a full catalog of everything. However, the execution online, especially a lot of the really online players are based in New York and they're selling in, in Los Angeles, say. So really what you have to be careful of is, is the delivery aspect of it. The delivery, let's not get into service because service is a nightmare, whether you buy it typically online or in store. You know, typically if you, what I suggest people do is buy from a dealer with a decent price that has a service department or knows, has a relationship with the service department, but please it may. Mm-hmm. Um, service is a, is, a, is a whole separate issue. The whole delivery aspect of it, is first of all, what kind of delivery you're going to get? Now, everyone advertises free delivery, but it's like you're reading like legalese as far as what that actually is. Typically, that's 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 on a curve, and that's still fine. You know, if your contractor can handle it, 
or if it's uh, something portable. I mean, Amazon made free delivery a consideration, but typically on books. And anybody can ship a book for free. The moment it goes in your house, then it's like a whole kind of spin the wheel what the delivery charge is going to be. And and the one thing I would recommend is, you know, uh, I think for price sensitivity, online might be a good thing too. But once you get into that delivery aspect, um, whether you buy, I mean, this advice can go either way. Be careful what you sign for. A lot of, you know, again, we do our own deliveries here and we only deliver in Massachusetts, Southern New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Northern Connecticut. But be careful what you sign for. Because once you get out of, say, the New York area for these guys, you're talking about third and fourth party, multiple warehouses. So the damage rate on on an appliance um, is huge. And and I think you have communication issues as far as when you're going to get it, what time you're going to get it. Um, and again, you know, what you want to do is you want to vet your best price, best products, uh, selection, availability. So it could be online or anything else. But that whole, I can only say that delivery and service is the hardest thing we do in our area. So once you get out of like multiple zones, like if you're in San Francisco and you're buying from New York, there's not a lot of specificity mm-hmm. that you can actually do there. Mm-hmm. I mean, when are you going to get it? How are you going to get it? What your delivery looks like? You have to vet all those questions. We always say in our blog, always vet that after sales experience um, because it can become tricky in terms of expense and inconvenience. But the other thing is whether you buy online or in-store, you obviously have to unbox and sign only as undamaged when you truly know it's undamaged because you become responsible after that standpoint. So it really depends from a, from a shopping point of view, I think online is excellent. I think from a buying standpoint and delivery standpoint, I think I would give the edge to certainly in-store. And the, the bigger the product, the higher the ticket, the more and, and the more kind of like interaction you need with the contractor. I think in-store is better. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of hybrid model of that. But um, if you're going East Coast to West Coast, or West Coast to East Coast, Make sure that the whole delivery aspect is is checked off. We have a we have a, a delivery check checklist you should include with this that really vets like fifty points that you should be looking at everything from leak detection to you know vetting query searches all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so that's we talk about evaluating that entire experience, not necessarily just yeah. the products you can purchase. So how does someone go through that process of vetting uh, an appliance dealer? Well, again, you need to get it. First of all, you need to get everything in writing. Someone says it's a free delivery in your house on paper. That's the only way I would do it. But again, I think a lot of people do a very good job of research uh, a product. You know, you, you know, people come in knowing the ins and outs of Wolf versus Thermidor, which is great uh, because you want to cook with the right appliance for you. You know, steam versus speed. Everybody kind of, you know, has seen a video on that or two. What people don't do is vet that whole thing. I mean, you know, we're so used to buying like cars, like, you know, uh, I have an Audi, you have a Jeep. Um, you know, these people, you're almost threatening their life if, if you don't give them a nine or 10 survey. And that's just not the way the appliance business works. So I think people are used to thinking that everything goes smoothly when it really doesn't. Or Amazon has just made our lives so much easier 
we, we, we kind of reflect and mirror what that experience is. So really on appliances, what you want to do is you want to Google the store, know that nobody's perfect, not even, we're not perfect, nobody else is. What you're going to do is, is aggregate your Google and your Yelps to see what the patterns may be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The patterns of the salesperson, see so when they get back to you. You know, if they ghost you after you give them their money, that's certainly a red flag um, in, in more than a couple of reviews. But again, the whole delivery aspect and whole service aspect, you, you can Google those words and it'll give you like a readout of, of what it is. And, and nobody is perfect. But really, know what Wolf versus Thermidor is, but know what a delivery in-house is. Because, you know, your kitchen's great unless somebody scratches the floor causes a water leak, mm-hmm. uh, causes a venting issue. Those are the things that are as bad as, 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 as buying the wrong product, in mm-hmm. my estimation. All right, great. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. Links to our free laundry buying guides will be in the video description and show notes, so you'll have access to all the information you need to make an informed appliance purchase. Next week will be the final episode in our series. We'll be discussing everything you need to know about designing an outdoor kitchen and how to choose a barbecue grill. As always, thanks for watching and don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.